Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week marks our first Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Yes, it's taken us 30 episodes to get to the big man, (laughs) and we are celebrating one of his uh, most well-known and successful films, The Running Man from 1987. Uh, Joining me to review The Running Man, we have two guests, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Uh, Our guest who has not seen the film and making his debut, it's Mr. Michael DeGrasso. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, thank you. Uh, did I say your surname right? Closer than most, uh, De Grasse. De Grasse. That's a bit more fancy. You're saying a little fancy. A little too fancy? It's just De Grasse. De Grasse. Yeah, I'm not trying to be fassy about it. Okay. Fussy. Like fuss. Yeah, sorry, my, my surname's Platt, so I've, <laughs> I never get issues. Yeah. Um, so I'm always very it's careful. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you don't mind me asking, Michael, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> um, uh, what do I do? I... Um, I I'm a musician, mm-hmm. um, playing a bands. I own a business. I own a music school uh, just down the road from, you know, from here. Nice. If everyone knows where this is. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, podcast, podcast Central, yes. Yeah, yeah, from um, Podcast Central. What is the name of your band? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, the name of my band is Falcon. Falcon. Yes, named after the suburb just outside of Mandurah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So not named after the uh, Marvel superhero, or indeed the bird. No, or the car. No, or the car. None of those. No, the the suburb just out of Mandurah. Oh, lovely. Falcon. Excellent. Yes. And joining myself and Michael to review Running Man, we have Tegan Mulvaney, everyone. The reason I ask people how to pronounce their surnames. <laughs> uh, hello, Tegan. I, hi, I'm, hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. I was going to say I'm good, but I didn't. Did you, you actually ca- ask me if that's how I was? How um, I was? It was implied. It, you, I preempted. I'm pretty sure at some point you d- you just said I'm high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yes. Uh, um, not true, guys. And just no, remind us, like come a on. Mm. It does. That's to keep the mosquitoes away. Mosquitoes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. They unfortunately here in Australia, um, where we record all these podcasts for at Podcast Central. Yeah, po- at Podcast Central. Um, it, it, we are heading into summer, which uh, whilst it means uh, lots of pleasant uh, thirty degree days, it also means uh, a scourge of mosquitoes yes. in the evenings. Um, so, Running Man, uh, Michael, yes. you're you're brand new here. You haven't seen Running Man. No. What and do I've... you know? Well, look, I know nothing about this movie. Um, I was asked to do this podcast and I thought I should listen to a podcast. And I thought, no, I'm not going to listen to any of these podcasts because I don't want to know what's going to happen. I'd rather not know. And Running Man, all I can picture, there was a game on the PlayStation called Pepsi Man. Mm -hmm. And from behind, it was like, I I didn't even know this game, but it was like, you're this guy. It's like those, those runner things like the minion iphone games when oh yeah the, the uh the, the i'm gonna call them runs. the eternal runner but yeah, yes. essentially where you go until you fail 
That's it. And this, that's what Pepsi Man was. But you were this guy, like Pepsi had their own superhero in the 90s. Mm. And you just ran collecting Pepsi. Oh, okay. And the entire time I was playing that game, I just wanted a Coke. Mm. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, collecting cans of Pepsi. Okay. That's what I think this movie is going to be exactly like. Just Arnold Schwarzenegger running and collecting Pepsi. Pepsi. Mm. But always wanting to go, I can't I get the Coke? <laughs> I just want to get the Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Or a mellow yellow or something from the 80s. Mountain Dew. Or a tab. <laughs> RC Cola. Give me your, your clothes, your keys, and your 7-up. <laughs> uh, Tegan, um, how close is Michael to, to his, um, his reading of what this film could be? Uh, there is a lot of running. Oh, and glad. there's product placement as well. Pepsi? Okay. I uh, can't remember. Domino's? Probably Domino's. Uh, I don't know if it's real because it's like it's set in the future. So, so it could be Pepsi. like future Pepsi and mm. future Domino's. Oh, man. Fomino's. Fomino's. <laughs> or Pepsi. Si- mm. Silvio's Pizza. Because so I watched it like a few years ago mm. and and loved it. FYI, I maybe suggested this film because um, <laughs> I love it so much. Mm-hmm. But then I can't... But I remember... I, Wondered if I just had fond memories of it. So then I watched it again like a week ago just mm. to make sure it was still really great. And it's still really great. Oh, good. And you're ready for a, for another viewing, I presume? Yeah. it's one. Of, I reckon it's one of those films where like, you know, it's very 80s dystopian sort of film thing. Mm. But then they've kind of got a few things right about the future. And okay. that's really scary. Ooh. <laughs> you know, when you watch those films and, and you're like, ha ha, that's so funny. How did that? Oh, hang on a sec. That's... <laughs> You know, if you think of that as a metaphor for how we live now, mm. it's uh, a bit sad. In the same way a lot of people reference idiocracy uh, for, for current uh, political situations. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Well, it's like Astro Boy. They were talking to each other via TVs and, you know, yeah. video phone Or even that, Astro you know, like Demolition Man where Schwarzenegger's mm. the president and, you know, that was such a big joke, but then he became the governor mm. and then now we have a bigger joke as the president of mm. the USA. And Schwarzenegger would probably be an okay president. Comparatively. The, comparatively. Well, com- comparatively, I think uh, most anyone. action movie stars from the 80s um, would, would be okay presidents. Maybe not. Stallone. Steven Seagal. Maybe not Chuck yeah. Norris. I'm going to say uh, yeah. I'm not sure he would be the best possible one. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, he'd be funny. He'd be great. You wouldn't know what the hell he was talking about. No. And Van Damme. Van That'd Damme. be good. That'd be good. Stallone would be good. And everyone would applaud. Just... No, I'm actually shocked that I haven't seen this movie. I'm disgusted and appalled at myself. I am This too. sounds like a movie I should have watched a thousand times. In that case, let's get viewing number one underway. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Put I'm the cookie ready. down! <laughs> Stop it. Don't eat it. <laughs> All right, in that case... There is no bathroom! <laughs> for uh, those of you listening at home, um, make sure that you have your copies of Running Man ready and uh, I presume get ready to do the Running Man dance as we watch <laughs> The Running Man. <laughs> everybody welcome back we have just finished watching the running band and by we i mean of course uh, michael degrasse yes that is me and tegan mulvaney hi so what <laughs> did we think of the running man not not um not as close to the uh, game pepsi man as i originally thought but there were definitely similarities <laughs> yeah they were they <laughs> were wearing Similar lycra. Yeah, doing a lot of running. And there was lots of cola. There mm. was lots of cola beverages. Yeah, what, what was the name of that? The Cadre Cola. Ca- yeah, Cadre Cola. And, and regular Coke as well, because yeah. uh, 
regular Coke will always be there. The sun will Absolutely. extinguish itself and there'll be a can of regular Coke floating by. And All, all I got be. really from that movie was that Pepsi's not a thing, mm. uh, but there is... Except for the, the guy who had the nickname Pepsi when they were going for the criminal database. <laughs> oh, that's and it was right. like, you know, Johnny Ice Hands McGee. And then someone was like, Max Pepsi Willis or something <laughs> like that. So yeah, it was very much... It was actually, it was the same. It was Pepsi Man. That, it was the same thing. He was the Pepsi Man. He was Pepsi Man. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy it though, Michael? I actually did. Mm. I mean, I would have been surprised if I didn't, really. Mm. Like, it's, it's a late 80s... Arnie. Dist- well, what is it set in? It set this year, isn't it's it? Set in 20, no, it's it in starts the start, in it's set in 2017 and then it's two years later. I think. Yeah, so okay. yeah, 2019 is when the, the Running yeah. Man show is uh, due to air, probably on Channel 9 over here, uh, hosted by... <laughs> Channel Eddie- 10 will be way like yeah. in bankruptcy by then. Yeah, hosted by Eddie Maguire. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> kill it with fire. For our oh, international my. viewers, don't bother looking it up. Um, <laughs> so the film starts with an interesting title sequence of uh, the, the little digitised Arnold name, the, the, the little... Sort of 3D, but 2D silhouette running men. Yeah. That sort of look like cookie cutter men. And then we get the uh, the the red that slowly fades into black behind the text explaining that it's 2017 and uh, corporations are everywhere. And the military has been, sorry, the police have been militarized. And uh, essentially... And there's one, um, there's, there's only one TV station and that TV, TV station runs the most popular show uh, in the world and that's... The Running Man. Indeed. And it's surprisingly like actual 2017, which is distressing. Um, yes. It, yeah. That's what, I mean. That's what I mean when at the start, it's one, it's like where you laugh at how wrong they've got it, but then you kind of realise they've got it right and you get really sad. Well, mm. I am disappointed that we don't have, is it Dollar Grab? What oh, no. It oh, was cl- a, climbing for dollars. Climbing for dollars. With dogs. Oh. <laughs> I would watch that. I mean, we, I think we've kind of got that with certain games, like a hole in the wall, or oh, um, yeah. there's one in the UK called Tipping Point, which is you know those machines in like arcades and like pier promenades where it's a whole bunch of like pennies or like oh, yeah, you put mm. one ten cent coins, and yeah. you see if you can dip it off. There's an entire game show based off that in the That's UK. That's amazing. I'd the, probably watch that. Yeah, the, the fact that those stupid, stupid game shows are as popular makes me think climbing for dollars would actually do okay. Add some rabid dogs to Tipping Point. <laughs> Yeah. Or like a, a, you fall into a sea of piranhas or mm. something, then that would be mm. like this. Yeah, and w- one of the other things I picked up on just uh, in, in the notes I kept um, is there is a lot of allusions to a gambling culture, which I think is very prevalent today. Yeah, um, especially th- with um, Melbourne Cup tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Well, at the time of recording, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we're not going to try tip the winner because uh, it will be useless to you. The, the winner will be the horse that doesn't die. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Not well, not on the racetrack. No. Um, but yes, the I, I thought that was a really interesting thing that they picked up on the on the gambling side of this, and because yeah, one of my bugbears with modernity is um, is is the prevalence of things like uh, gambling apps, the mm. amount of betting companies, and you look at how how much uh, regular sport, and by that I mean sport that doesn't involve bloodletting, like this running man scenario, things like um, uh, English Premier League football is is just infiltrated but with even Aussie, gambling. Even Aussie companies. rules, like, yeah. like you can bet, you don't just bet on who wins a game. You bet on who kicks a goal, and then how many points they win by, and then if your team is lost by four goals, you get your money back. All of these well, weird. My little... friend was just here from Canada, and he's, he's yeah, he they don't have that over there. Mm. He was just looking at it here, going, "You guys gamble a lot," and went. Well, we've only got one casino. Hmm. I think we should have more casinos. But that's just in WA, though. That's just hmm. in Western Australia because they've yeah. got they're allowed pokies and everything over east. It's such yeah. a huge problem. Yeah. Like I like I kind of 
agree with that. But they also look at how, like the way the bloodlust kind of ties into that so mm. so beautifully. Like in in Running Man, when Arnie Ben Richards starts winning, mm. no one cares. At that point, they don't know that he's being framed, and they still think he's a you know big old murderer murderer and lady and child killer mm. and they start betting on him because they want to win they get the bloodlust for that money mm. and for him to kill people to mm. for them to get a gain from it like it's mm. I, it's pretty clever as it's as far as arnie films go i do think it's one of the cleverest ones whether or not it was meant to be that way or not in the 80s mm. I mean, clearly, you've both uh, paid much more attention to <laughs> finer details than I did. All I was thinking was that I wanted a Pepsi. <laughs> you had to it run was, for it, though. To run yeah. for it. Yeah. No, um, no, it was... I mean, there were so many um, uh, fake celebrity cameos in it. Oh, um, so many lookalikes. There was yeah. David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, there was Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, lots of extras that look like uh, actors that, that we know and love these days, yeah. like Matt Berry. Yeah. Um, Bruce Spence. He Jerry was there. Stiller. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Leguizamo. There was, a, there was a slight Steve Buscemi that was yeah. dead in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, right at the start. Um, uh, there, was a, there was another one. Meatloaf and Tron guy. Yeah. There was, there was just so many that, that kept popping up that you were like, is that? Oh, wait, no, it's not. Rob Lowe in the <laughs> <Yeah>. lab. <laughs> Like yeah, he was the closest as well. That was definitely a beautiful Rob Lowe. Like, yeah. I'm so so if you like uh, lookalikes, then uh, by golly, you're going to enjoy Running Man. <laughs> oh man, um, so yeah, hard. so many. And it, it, it is interesting that it's not a good film. I think we should no, just say right, right out the right out the gate. Uh, well, seven minutes after we left the gate, um, it's <laughs> it's not a good film. The dialogue is the definition of stodgy. It's um, it is bad dialogue. Um, the pacing is interesting. I, I do appreciate the fact that with a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger films, they spend at least five, ten minutes setting up. Um, oh, you know, here he is. This is his family. Why does he have that Austrian accent? Eh, let's ignore that. He's an all-American hero. Uh, in this, it's literally 20 seconds in. He's like, I'm not going to kill those protesters. Well, we're going to arrest you. Bam, straight into it's it. It's perfect. It's great. Uh, uh, yeah. But I, I feel like this film, every 80s piss take that you see is running man. Mm. Like, it, it's a weird film to watch now because, like, having played games like Far Cry Blood Dragon, and which is, you know, totally this sort of feel and seeing all these... And even, like, Stranger Things and... Um, or, and uh, Glow. Glow, all mm. of these 80s-inspired things that, we're, that are coming out now because the 80s is cry vintage mm. now. Um it's really weird watching it because it feels so familiar, but it feels like it's a, it's like this pastiche of eighties cliches, but it's actually the eighties film (laughs) in it. It's actually what they were, I guess, or what we imagined them to be like. And it's, it's quite hilarious. And you were saying while we're watching it, something to do with like the wall street crash. And it had that real feel of like, everyone's just kind of the, in that era, people were just like, I'm so sick of money and all this sort but of... But they still love it. They, they don't know it. what... To, they're so yeah. confused because it's obviously ruining their lives, but they know that it makes their lives better because mm. it buys them the drugs and it buys them the clothes and, and it, buys it buys them, them the, the blender or the, what, yeah. whatever it is they feel they need or what they've been told to need. And, yeah. I, and obviously, and the, the, the villain of this film, Killian, at the end, to skip to the end when he's making his final speech to 
to Ben, uh, who I'm going to call Arnold for the rest of this film, because that's who it is, basically. Um, you know, he says this thing that is like, you know, we tell people what to think, what to drink, what to buy. And we've and- done it for 50 years. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean, where it's more clever than mm. I think it thought it was. Yeah. I don't think it meant to be as clever as it kind of is. And it, it is interesting that I, I think if we were, I don't know, running a, a film class for uh, second year film <laughs> students, we'd definitely be looking at this film and going, now examine this through a, uh, a consumerist lens yeah. um, and, and seeing how it looks. It's, it is one of those films where watching it, I'm going, I am enjoying this, but I don't think I'm enjoying it the way that it was intended to be enjoyed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's other films that have been made like this in that same time. Like we talk, you know, we were saying how like um, climb. For the dollars, was it? Climbing for dollars mm. is kind of like um, the bit scenes from Robocop as well, yeah. like that had very similar feel. And Robocop kind of has that same sort of mm. capitalist. And it was the same year as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It, it, and it has that same vibe of this sort of new world where excess and the military and danger are very sexy. Mm. Um, it reminds me, this is going to be a really abstract um, and obscure reference but the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show Shock Treatment oh yes is in Denton yeah in I've Denton that. that's yeah. right it's that's not very right. good the home of happiness <laughs> no but it's it's set in a film studio it does exactly the same thing where they are um, they are totally um, moulding what the audience see from um, you know when they because they put Brad in the mental institution and they tell Janet that he needs to be committed and it's it's really it's really mm. weird but um, but it's all on a film set and it's all a product and all of Denton and you assume the rest of the world is just obsessed with this TV show and this one messiah that they idolise and that kind of like they idolise Killian in this film. And that, I think that's the 80s as well. That mm. I don't know how... Well, certainly heading into it, I mean, the, the Rocky Horror original film was 77. 77 so yeah. I think that's when you get to shock treatment, that's when a lot of the, the sort of ideals are coming in. Um, so... Obviously, we, at the beginning of the film, we see Arnold is a helicopter pilot. He gets detained for not wanting to kill a bunch of civilians and then gets who were, blamed. Who were writing for food. That yeah. They didn't have any food. So they even set up that the world is just These People just rooted. want food to damage it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> and then uh, he's sent to the Wilshire Detention Camp. And that's where we find him in 2019 uh, with his new band of friends. With his massive beard that he grew in two years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two years. He's grown a, manage- a little bit of a, a face scruff. It's... Um, Look, it's not a bad fake beard, but it's it's not a great it's fake It's very beard. ginger, mm. though. Well, beards always come out a funny colour. Yeah, yeah mine's true. got a bit of ginger on this side, a couple Is of it? white this side, yeah. Mm. But they, they stage a breakout. Um, they've all got these uh, collars on, which uh, we learn that if you go out of the uh, detention perimeter... <laughs> like Chico. Like Chico oh, does. Chico, what an Chico, idiot. Uh, your, your head gets blown off. Yeah. And um, so we have this exciting breakout. We also have the first of, uh, by my count, 14 Arnold one-liners, which are um, successful. I had... 5, 10, 15, 18. Yeah, see, so we had a difference in opinion about yep. the quality. I was Just towards the start, because at the start of the film, there's less killing, mm. and most of the lines happen around the killings, but yep. there were some good lines. Oh, there were a couple of good but ones. But I was a bit more lenient Did, than well, I you. I took no notes at all. So <laughs> Did you I have a favourite was... killing you line? Took <laughs> zero notes. Yes. <Yeah>, <laughs> plain zero plain notes. Zero. <laughs> Sub-zero is now plain zero. Plain yeah, zero. that one was a good one. I liked that. See, for me, that was the worst line of the film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was... Well, that's probably it's why I liked terrible. it. You know, yeah. it was, it, um, 
I was greatly disappointed that it wasn't Mortal Kombat Sub Zero. Mm. That was obviously, yeah. that, that but been... obviously was before Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, but you know, if they were look, we've already given them points for prescience. They should have been more prescient and had Mortal Kombat Sub Zero. Well, I mean, maybe that was the, you know they're making Mortal Kombat. And they're like, what's this guy going to be called? Running Man's like a that's a really it's good it's movie. Sub-Zero. Let's call him that guy. Oh yes, mm. yeah, Sub Zero. Because they say actually in that in the movie they. Go, Sub Zero, just like that. Yeah. At some point, which is obviously how you would say Sub Zero. Sub Zero. If you had a deep voice. My favourite was, was um, Professor Sub Zero. <laughs> he was. He was a professor. That's right. Of hockey. Yeah. Hockey professor <laughs> from of death hockey. <laughs> mm. So they uh, they have the breakout. Um, Arnold break uh, breaks into the apartment he thinks is his brother's, only to find that his brother with has the door code four four five five six six. No one's going to guess that password one. I wish um, he paused on the second six. <laughs> yeah, uh, four four five five six. Uh, uh, six. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but the the apartment is no longer occupied by his brother. It's occupied by Amber, the uh, the reporter. Uh, you said who, that like who, Matt Berry. Yes, Amber. Amber. <laughs> yeah. yeah, occupied by Amber, the journalist who exercises in uh, negligee. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how you're both exercising, but that's the that's the most comfortable I find. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, bit of silk. Bit, bit of, of silk. Garter belt for support. Sweat. You sweat a bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the point. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're there to work hard and look good while you're doing it. Just in case um, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in. in. Indeed. And then, so he he essentially kidnaps Amber saying, you know, you've got a travel pass. You're going to help me. Um, you're just going to help me do my secret rebellious like activities. Fr- he's so frustrated at her. He's, she's like watched him murder everyone on the TV. And then mm. he breaks in and he's like holding her down on a bed going, it's not true. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I didn't kill her. I didn't kill anyone. I think I was just quoting the room then. For a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Arnold in the room. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, the, it's the meeting. We've never seen them in the same room, Tommy Wiseau and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We haven't. Although he did look a bit more like um, whatever her name was, the, the chick, Conchita Alonso. I'm just making up names now. Yes. But it her was close name to was that. Conchita. Yeah, and I think her surname was Alonso. Mm. So uh, Arnold um, and Amber go uh, go to the airport. He's he's wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt, as as we mentioned. Uh, she, uh, at the appropriate time, screams and says, "Oh my God, he's he's the killer! Get him!" Uh, we we get to meet um, Arnold's excellent running double, uh, Joel Kramer. <laughs> Can we just, if anything, if there's any reason to watch this film, it's watching Arnold. <laughs> Ponce run. He cannot run. Yeah, which for a film called The Running Man is, is, um, is ir- an issue. Is that not irony in a Nobody nutshell? could run. She couldn't run No, either. she couldn't. No, but his, his stunt his double stunt could double. run. What was his yeah. name you wrote it Joel down. Kramer. Joel yeah. Kramer is an excellent sprinter. Um, yeah. Arnold just looks like a duck that's eaten too much when he runs. And, and it, so you know, He's not built for running. He, no, he's, he's not. He's not built for running. So th- that's fair enough. Anyway, he gets captured. And the reason he's been captured, aside from being a wanted killer, is that... Uh, the the dreaded Mr. Killian, who hosts The Running Man, wants him on the show to boost ratings. Because uh, he saw his amazing running. Yeah. What yeah. what did we think of Killian as a character? I like Killian. Yeah, he's fine. He's okay. He was he's fine. He's great. Yeah. I don't know what else that guy's been in. He looks familiar, but he looks like he just might be one of those... 
talk show host looking guy. Yeah. A game show host, Damon Killian, is played by Richard Dawson, longtime host of the American television game show Family Feud, started in 1976. Well, yeah. uh, many people who worked with Dawson uh, say that the real life Dawson is a lot like his character, Damon Killian. Oh, no, really? Apparently, he was a bit of a dick. Well, um, and the dick. survey says. Yeah, pati- yeah. Dick. <laughs> yeah, particularly that scene where like the guy accidentally mops his foot. Yeah. Um, apparently, he, anyone that was beneath him, he didn't treat the best. So oh. when he then goes on to play uh, this this character, Damon Killian, with the most evil sounding name, um, they were all like, "Yeah, that's about right. He's not acting. That's he's actually just like like that," which is um, unfortunate to hear. But I, I think he he it was pretty good considering he's a, a a game show host that's gone into acting as the main villain in a film. Yeah. I, that could go a lot worse. Again, Eddie Maguire. <laughs> it, it, it would. <laughs> It would not go well. Baby John Burgess. No, you know, I, it could I work. saw Baby John Burgess last week or the weekend before at Telethon. Oh, yeah? Um, I walked past him. He's an amazing man. <laughs> he's made of plastic. Really? But he's, I don't know. He looked like he was, a, you know, people are so, you feel like they're so fancy. They're about eight feet tall. Yeah. He looked like he was about eight feet tall. But he'd be so good as a villain, I think. He'd be a Bond villain, though. So if we did an Australian running man. Yes, <laughs> Running bloke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go on, go on run it. Just run away. Fang it, you? bloke. Yeah. Fang it. Fang it. <laughs> oh, they, I can't bloody kill them. They, they just want some some sangers. <laughs> oh, who's this bloody Sheila? Jeez. I'm a, I'm a reporter. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to report the truth. <laughs> we, was, we were ready to get on that bloody plane. You f***ing bodged it up. <laughs> Professor Sub Zero, more like <laughs> numpty. <laughs> so Arnold is captured, uh, taken. Killian's like, "Hey, if you compete in the Running Man, uh, we will let you go free." Winky face. No, he says he'll he'll let his friends go. Let free. Let his friends go free. My apologies. He has the the um, nerd Bruce Spence and, mm. and um, Paul the, Simon's keyboard Paul player. Paul Simon's keyboard player. <laughs> yes, Richard T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both there. Um, and he's like, oh, we'll, we'll let your friends go. And so Arnold says, fine. But then oh, the Don't baddie lied. Mm. And they have to endure the Running Man challenge with him, going on this strange helter-skelter ride in those Adidas-branded uh, skin-tight jumpsuits. Which oh, yeah. they, were, they were Adidas, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Mm. What is it? All day I, I dream about Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, they, they were, you know, typical spandex-looking 80s jumpsuits, but they weren't as ridiculous as... Images led me to believe, because I hadn't seen Running Man before today. And yeah. when I was doing my research, I'd seen some of the images of Arnold in the yellow jumpsuit. And it's like, that looks I think dumb. they suit what it is. Like, it suits the environment and the... Yeah. And I think I think because it's in that very 80s environment, which we discussed yeah. before, it, it does suit. They, they look okay. They don't look completely ridiculous. Yeah. And it's and again, this is where I think the film is much cleverer than it believes it is. Because then Jesse Ventura references all of the crap mm. later on when he when it gets down to him and he has to be the one at the end he's he's got half his suit on and he goes i don't want to wear any of this crap this is you know not this is like real gladiator stuff that we have to do man to man you know and like fist fight mm. so he it's all referenced it's all oh, it's so self-aware that mm. it's very clever it is and um you know we, we we see it's very much positioned where um you know this process is is 
is seen as bad, you know. And we, we see this medical that he goes through, he gets injected with various things that <laughs> make strange noises. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, has a bad time. Uh, and then we see a lovely dance choreographed by Paula Abdul with all these well dancing done. 80s girls with, um, what were their names? Like Pamela. Uh, Marlene. Cindy. Cindy. Morgan. Sharon. Marla. Yeah. Maya. L- lots of, Maya. Yeah, the, the actual uh, dancers' names. Uh, very, yeah, that's their legit names. They very were in 80s the, names. Yeah, they were in the credits. But, the um, but good dancing. Paula Abdul uh, did a good job choreographing them because I, I thought they were actually very good routines and you know they're very committed to their character even though they're having to deal with all these like murderers and vagabonds in their midst as part of the running man game they're still doing their dancing thing and there is that excellent scene there's that reveal of um richards of ben richards of arnie and then they like everyone's like boo and Mm. then that girl just flings her leg in the air right next yeah she's like vertical against a wall and so Arnold and friends get sent down this uh, very very fast shoot uh, into the the Running Man, and they in, they engage they encounter these horrific uh, figures such as Professor Sub Zero, as we've discussed, the ice hockey player of death, uh, Buzzsaw, Japanese ice hockey player yeah. of death, um, Buzzsaw, who uses a chainsaw, yeah, with a buzz cut though. He's got a buzz cut. He's got a buzz I cut. I think it works because he's yeah. got a buzz cut. Um, and Dynamo Dynamo are oh, the opera singing LED lit uh, electricity guy. shooting Tron guy. <laughs> Easily my favourite. How many films in the 80s were they in a tunnel and going down a slide? Like, that must be a... Someone started that. Was it Goonies that started that? Oh, well, they were definitely doing that in the Goonies, They did it in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. They did it in Running Man. They did it it in a Freddy Krueger, one of the Freddy Krueger films. Mm -hmm. They did it. It's in so many films. Mm. I feel like just from the 80s and early 90s. Mm. Because that went for ages. Yeah. There was like 45, 50 seconds of them <laughs> just sliding down a stupid metal tube. You can see why they went on to make cool runnings in the early 90s. <laughs> it was just like, guys, we've, we've cracked this, it. We've we can it. show bobsleds on film, finally. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that they, they, they fight these various villains. Unfortunately, Arnold's friends, who are so inconsequential, I forgot to write their names down. Um, but they... Weiss. Weiss was the nerdy one. He's the nerd and... and um, the other dude. The keyboard player. The keyboard player. Richard T. Richard T. Uh, you should look up a picture of Richard T. Uh, he is he looks, definitely yeah. not uh, the same type of person. He's very, he's very showman. Mm. Um, <laughs> so but they, they get killed slick. off. He's a slick guy. Yeah. I like Richard T. Yeah, they get killed off by various people. We hear the, uh, the infamous line, Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. Just the worst killing line. I think we've encountered in this series it's so incredible. far. Um, so, so bad. It's terrible. Um, it's because it gets such a big build-up as hmm. well. Because he goes, "Hey, Killian, this is your sub-zero. Now, plane zero. And then silence. He could have said absolute <laughs> zero. Absolute zero would have been, would have been better. I think maybe just just not saying it uh, would have been yeah. Or one of his lines from Batman and Robin yeah. would have worked well. Although Batman and Robin's like almost 10 years away, so he, he doesn't know to but say But he did it. say, I'll be back again. Then Fireball turns up, the uh, the guy with the skunk haircut. Um, yeah, Jim Brown. <laughs> Jim Brown with the uh, jetpacks and the flamethrower. Admittedly, he looked pretty cool. He's in the chainmail, mm. head-to-toe chainmail. Head, yeah. He's so... I, I love him. Mm. Well, that, that jetpack didn't look fake 
and bad. I know, the good like, didn't it? When he went up, yeah, there was no like, lines or cables. And he or wasn't anything. sort of jittering and moving the wrong yeah. direction. I'm like, yeah. oh, and, maybe and, he's and, a real one. And maybe also, when he's using that flame flower, the way they've shot it, the flame isn't that sort of normal, like, intense yellow you get with flame throwers. It's, it's red. It's like a translucent mm. red where it's almost like it's animated. Yeah. And I don't, it, it just looks great. It looks, in the Blood Dragon style, it, yes. it looks like flame that was in the 80s. Well, that, it looks like fire. I think it, I do also think that a lot of that this a lot of care was taken in the design in this film i reckon mm. it's, it's like it's a terrible it is a terrible script and not a lot to work with but they've obviously got a really great technical team around them to do it mm. because yeah he he looked he looked really good. even his little skunk hairs yeah. they were cool mm. they were very cool um, but they they undo him when uh, obviously um, Amber finds the previous winners of the Running Man competition all dead That's in this right. yeah, they abandoned weren't in Maui. building. Yeah, they they in Maui now. Um, more, more <laughs> They're like in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, Fireball is undone by uh, Arnold pulling out the fuel line and then throwing a flare at him and saying, "Hey, lighten up" or something like that. Um, I don't even think it was that good. <laughs> was, yeah, that's right. It was pretty dreadful. What um, a hothead. That yeah, was that was the follow-up one as well. Um, and then they are encountered by uh, a resistance movement led by the son of Frank Zappa, or he's a member. And, um, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, Mick Fleetwood essentially saying, yeah, we've had it with these people. Uh, well, it's just as well we got the actual tape of what happened to Arnold the night in the helicopter. We're going to upload that using the satellite to the television network, and they do, and everyone learns that this whole Running Man game show is a facade and a lie, and there's this great big resistance movement with, with Arnold running in with a machine gun, and they have a big gunfight in the, in, the, in the TV studio, and then it just sort of ends. But it's just, it's all of the resistance people shooting the shit out of the crowd, just yeah. out of innocent bystanders, and well, Arnie I, going, which is, again, yeah. like, and then Arnie going, get out. So there's the footage is of him telling the people to get out and trying to look mm. after them and of everyone who they who worked for the TV station well, shooting I, I, up. Yeah, I don't think we saw any of the resistance shooting the crowd. I think it was purely just the, the, uh, the militarised police officers yes, that were there. Yeah. Um, and then, but then they had the footage of obviously the people who were watching it all on television. They were mm. seeing... Oh, yeah, and they were all appalled. Well, yeah, they are horrified by what they were seeing. So yeah. they were, they're kind of seeing their world crumble. A yeah. little bit around them. And then, of course, uh, Killian's like, hey, come on, we're giving the people what they want. This is fine, right? And Arnold goes, yeah, you can go down the chute now. And he gets sent down the chute, which has somehow been rigged not to land him safely in the net like everyone else, but shoot him through a picture of himself, which then explodes, even though I don't think there's a fuel tank in the poster or in the thing he's been sent down on. You've not crashed into a billboard before? That's uh, exactly what that's happens. What happens. Oh, is it? Yeah, if you go right through a billboard. Is that why they're so high yeah, on most roads? Because they yes. will explode. Ah, okay, yeah. instant exploding point. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's yeah, so... Killian gets killed. Um, Amber, for some reason, decides to hook up with her uh, captive. Uh, and the film ends with uh, society about to collapse because uh, everything is all been built undone. around a TV station. Mm. That they can't watch anymore. No. It's mm. like the end of My Name is Earl. You're like, oh, it's going gonna, gonna to be next day. No, they cancelled it. Mm. Have no idea. Twin Peaks until... Until, the, yeah. So yeah. when they ring back My Name is Earl in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. name is still Earl, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, I've got, I've got a couple of bits from the uh, IMDb trivia. You need a theme song for IMDb trivia. Like a little troll. jingle. IMDb trivia troll. Yeah. Ah, trivia troll. We could use that. There you go. <laughs> I'll see what we can do with that. <laughs> um, so, when Rob Cohen purchased the rights to the original novella, The Running Man, which was uh, written by 
Richard Bachman, he didn't actually know that uh, Bachman was actually Stephen King. It was a pseudonym that he used for for some of his novels. And uh, yeah, this is a Stephen King book, although the original Running Man book is is very different from this film. Mm. Um, so if, if you're hoping to uh, get a, a lovely literature-based version of, of this that's uh, got lots of one-liners, it's, it's, it's nothing like this film. I think in the original... No, I haven't read it. I just read about it. But they run around the world. Like, it's actually... They chase them around the world and they're trying to... Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like the amazing race. Or rat race. Or rat mm. race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> got a prairie dog. <laughs> oh, that was a good movie too. Oh, yeah. no. Um, when Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for the governor of California, he rode around in a campaign bus that was named after this film. He Because yes. obviously he was running for office, so he was <laughs> the, the running, running man. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, none of his other films do quite work as well. But he used to use all his lines in yeah. the in his speeches. Hey, if you've got them, use them. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, unsurprisingly, this film may, in fact, it, it did uh, inspire the American TV series Gladiators, which aired two years yes. after this, which Brilliant. makes perfect sense. It's yeah. uh, obviously a lot of the Gladiators were uh, current or former wrestlers, and um, you, you have that same thing where there's lots of former wrestlers in. in it's this all film. and it's all Schwarzenegger's mates, like the yeah. like Sven. Yeah. Is a Mr. Universe contestant with him. Sven's just the Russian guy at the end. Yeah. He uh, talks about steroids. Sven Ole Thorsten. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he's he's one, um, obviously, uh, Jesse Ventura, who's another governor as yeah. well. Uh, another American governor. Um, so, yeah, t- two governors acting. I know. <laughs> one, one man, two Fighting governors. Fighting each other. Could, could, <laughs> one running man, two governors. That's what this should be called. <laughs> when they were pitching Gladiator, do you think it was the network that decided there's no murder? Or they were like... Look, what go, pretty or, brutal, do you think like they it? probably um, used this movie to pitch it? Or do you yeah. think they sort of went, just watch Running Man? Running Man would have been so much better if Mike Whitney was in the ring <laughs> wearing a striped shirt. And Storm showed up at some point. Yeah, and Tanya Zayeta was mm. there as well. I think maybe the reason they went for the less murder uh, approach, less murder-based uh, show, was so that, that you could get more kids watching. There weren't oh, really yeah. any kids watching this. And it wasn't 2019. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Okay, so give it two years. Um, I would have loved people in the crowd to have those big fingers on though going, another mm. one bites the dust. <laughs> when they used to do that. Clearly yeah. you watched Gladiators I loved I Gladiators. Did. I loved it. It's the least surprising so thing hard. I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved Gladiators to the point I've just remembered. I went to like a, during the peak of Gladiators, uh, which is very popular in England when I was a child, um, I got, you know, the... the um, the the big stick with the two big ends that you gauntlet. use. Gauntlet. What's for it? gauntlet? No, it was for um yes the big. When yeah, you're on the platform and they're trying yeah, to beat platform, each other yeah. off with the sticks, yeah. that came out wrong. The but big... when they <laughs> when they're trying to use the sticks you to knock each other off. Sticks to beat each other off. Yeah, um, I got an inflatable version of them as yes. a child yes. and obviously mercilessly hit my siblings with it. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what you do. I had one too because I got the Gladiators show, show bag, bag at the I Royal Show, and I went and saw Rocky Horror. Picture show at Burswood because at the Burswood Theatre and Tower was playing Rocky in in the movie and Wilbur Wilde was in it. Did you get the Rocky Horror Show bag? No. Royal Show. What would be in that one? Just a corset. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably and probably and a bit of a bit yeah. of um Eddie Eddie sandwich a bit yeah. of Eddie. The uh, the the glasses that they all wear in the time warp. Uh, <laughs> they'd be there. A pair of rubber gloves and a pearl necklace. Oh yes, that'd be great. A bit yeah. of um, mm. Janet's petticoat. <laughs> uh, like a stick-on tattoo, temporary tattoo. Oh, yeah, that says mother. Yeah. 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 Plenty there. 
God, I'd love um, that. Let's make that. A little push button, carrying. I didn't make him for you. <laughs> he carries the Charles Atlas seal of approval. Oh, a little Charles rocking. Atlas. Oh, there's a collection of Steve Reeve movies in here. Nice. <laughs> a Triffid. What? Um, Erland Van Lith, who played Dynamo, is a, uh, or oh, sorry, was a classically trained uh, held and baritone opera singer. So when he sings uh, The Marriage of Figaro, that's him singing. Um, he had a beautiful voice. He really he looked did. terrible in tidy whities but he had a beautiful voice. No, you know, no one's perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really good stuff. So um, when you say was, is he still alive? I believe he's passed on. Aww. So um, yeah, sad, sad to report That's that. Sad. But uh, yeah, obviously beautiful singer and forever immortalized in uh, The Running Man. So, you know. Well, you know, I hate it when I'm wearing a jacket covered in, you know, LEDs that are powered by nine volts <laughs> and I die from electrocution. Mm. How? That's... That's the one thing, the only thing I found wrong with this whole you were movie. Outraged I was, by it that. was an outrage. It was a general you outrage. To you walk can't out. be. You lick a nine volt battery. You're not going <laughs> to die. Oh. He may have had more than one nine volt battery. Maybe it was like an accumulation of lots of uh, different nine volt batteries. <laughs> there were just a wide series. It's all nine volts. It's fine. <laughs> God. The Running Man game show itself um, is based on an early 1980s Japanese game show called the Trans-American Ultra Quiz, uh, in which contestants were tortured in various ways. Uh, the prize went to whichever contestant could stand the pain or humiliation the longest. Oh, my God. Oh. Well done. So there you go. Jeez. Mm. So um, ultimately, we, we enjoyed this film. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a good film. Um, I, I don't think it's... It, it's a great film. I don't think it's going to be in any top 100 lists unless we're maybe doing the top 100 of Arnold's career if he only does 100 films. <laughs> if I, it's in the top 10. I it'd be like number 10. For Arnold films? Yeah, it would be down the list. Top hmm. 15. Yeah. Not the worst thing he's done. but No, uh, it's fun. It, it is fun. And it's. I, I think it does have a lot to... There, there is still a lot there to enjoy. Mm. Um but but I don't think it's I don't think it's a great film. No. Look, if I was with somebody pretty soon, like next week, mm. who's like, I need to watch a movie. I have no idea what to watch. I would actually say, we should, we should watch Running Man. Mm. Like I'll, I'd watch it again. It's a fun movie yeah. to watch with people. Actually, like, yeah. it's fun to watch in a group and laugh at and enjoy. If you get distracted because you're laughing at things, you don't lose too much of the plot. You can always come back around to to it. Yeah. I love the cast in it. I think it's got this really fun mm. All the cast. extra people in around the back. Yeah. The, camp, the real camp guy. It's got yeah. Dickless oh, in the, it. Yeah, the guy in oh, the yeah. floral <laughs> shirt who's just, he's just, just got there. camp hand acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got Kurt Fuller, who Dickless in Ghostbusters. And yeah. Wayne's World. Benjamin. And Benjamin in Wayne's World. No, 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 he's not Benjamin. He's the, Benjamin's uh, friend. Yeah, that was, that, that, Russell. That's yeah, right. that was Rob Lowe, wasn't it? Who was Benjamin? Yeah, Benjamin. Was yeah. <laughs> he was in this too. Yeah, yeah. God. They so would have got him if they could. Mm. They got the second best. Yeah. And I, I do love Jim Brown. Like, yeah, going viable. for that. Guy, he's had a. So he was an NFL player for ages. An incredible NFL player. Apparently, yeah. I don't watch NFL, but he, um, he never that. missed a game through injury, That's which right. is really rare for yeah. NFL players. So uh, obviously a very, very healthy individual. Yeah. And then he, now we need to maybe need to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure he was in the first interracial love scene, which for one is awesome. The second thing that's awesome about it is he got to do it with Raquel Welch. Mm. Which, if you're going to do an interracial love scene... That's who you want to do it with. That was part of a 1969 Western called 100 Rifles, uh, starring himself, Burt Reynolds, and Raquel Welch. So, yes. Um, 
uh, yeah, shot in Spain, apparently, according to this small fact sheet I just pulled out in front of me. Uh, but yes, that, that, that is correct. So, And then he yeah. went, did a few other fairly prolific films, hmm. and then did Running, Running, Running Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's fireball. It's, he's, yeah, and he's great <laughs> yeah. at it. He's, it's, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. I love Jesse Ventura as well. Yeah, he was <laughs> he's great. so funny. He, him and his chin. What a chin. Oh, such a good chin. Hmm. His little testicle head. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is where we score the film. Now, Michael, okay. um, as you're brand new to this, we score the film out of 10. Yeah. Um, I've heard of this method. Yes, with yeah. 10, 10 being... Um, the worst? The, be- the best. Oh, the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one being the worst. Um, now, we have a disclaimer, which is that obviously art is subjective and everyone's going to have different opinions and these yeah. numbers shouldn't necessarily guide your viewing. This is just sort of a fun way to numerically rank what we do. Um, so, Tegan, I'll let you go first. What score would you give Running Man out of 10? Um, I'm going to give Running Man... Um, I think it climbs all the way up past the dollars mm-hmm. up to a six and a half cadre collars out of ten <laughs> there you go so uh, what, what would you give it out of well 10? i find i find this kind of thing hard to mm. to decide on numbers because i base movies on like if people i know like a certain movie and they say you'll like this if i like that other movie that they like yeah i probably will so if you like Johnny Mnemonic mm. and if you like just dumb, who cares, you're just going to watch it, then you'll, you'll love it. Like it's, there's nothing, absolutely. there's nothing boring about it. And that's what, like my rating system, I, I try and base on enjoyment, but also I do try and take into consideration whether it's a well-made film or not. Yeah. But if it's a lower rated film, it doesn't mean I don't love yeah. the film. Well, see, I'm not really. I don't really care if it's a well-made film or not. If it's just, yeah, you know, if I didn't hate watching it, I reckon that'd be. I'd I'd go seven. Seven. I'd go seven because, I mean, I've never seen it before, Mm. and like some of these movies that were made back then, you know, like you watch, like The Goonies. The Goonies is a great movie. Absolutely. But is it? You know, if you hadn't (laughs) seen it as a kid, are you going to go and watch it now and go, "Wow, that was great"? Because I've tried to watch, uh, um, uh, Gremlins. Mm. And I didn't see Gremlins. It's not great. It's not great. No. no. But people love it because but they grew up with it. But Gremlins 2 is amazing. But it, it's, I mean, I'm not saying Gremlins isn't great. But I think it's like if you grew up with it, then you love it. We had I didn't grow up with this. We had this with Spaceballs. Cause yeah. When, when we did Spaceballs for this podcast, yeah. that's my childhood in a film. Yeah. I love that film. Mm. And it was it's not great. kind of <laughs> stressful to watch it with two people who hadn't seen it because... Mm. I was like, please laugh at everything that I'm laughing at. Look at the size of the spaceship. Yes, this is what I was doing. Yeah, and and, and I I agree. I had a similar thing recently with the airplane episode where um, obviously I picked it for my birthday uh, because it's the birthday show and I watched it with uh, Ellen, whose opinions I hold very dearly, and she gave it a five. Um, And And you're still together? Yes. Uh, Yes. Sorry, for those of you, if you haven't clued in 30 episodes, uh, Ellen and I are... um, dating and uh, <laughs> it probably came across but um they've held hands and everything I know. it's gross yes um and but, but but again it's one of those things where it's kind of like but but that is I, I respect her opinion because she'd never seen airplane before and she didn't grow up 
loving that film. And I, I suppose that, that that's a similar thing to consider with Running Man. Is, yeah. is I mean, for myself, I I liked this more than I thought I would. Um, based, I mean, it's got very uh, low scores on things like Metacritic and things like that. I know. Like and again, I don't understand that. Yeah. It was... I, it, like Spaceballs being so low, I don't understand what people are expecting from yeah. these films to score yeah. them yeah. low. Yeah. A lot of those scores would fall in the three to four out of ten range here. It's, it's a better film than that. I mean, Absolutely. I, I, again, not outstanding, not something I'm going to rush to go see again, but but I enjoyed it. And to be honest, I, I would give it six Matt Berry lookalikes <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Just six guys in the background all going, Father! <laughs> so I was supposed to give it like a... Like seven somethings. I was supposed to reference. Oh, if you want to, uh, I will give it seven Pepsi's. <laughs> uh, it's Coke, of... damn it! It's Country Cola. <laughs> Country. No, no, I'm talking about that guy's middle name. Oh yeah, Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. No. Oh, Chico's. <laughs> seven yeah, Chico. Seven exploding Chico, Chico heads. All right. Well, that concludes our review. So, uh, Michael and Tegan, thank you very much for coming on to this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you. And for those of you listening at home, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, This episode, along with all the others, uh, is available for download on iTunes or on SoundCloud. So make sure you subscribe to those services there. So I don't have to keep telling you this, basically. Um, But yes, they're available there. You can also find us um, at our website. Just go to thoughtjarproductions.com for information about the podcast there. And of course, we have our Patreon. And if you would like to uh, contribute to that Patreon and find out what exciting perks you can get from that, Uh, Just go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. But that's all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Jump, daddy will catch you. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.